Hi everyone and welcome to the second episode of Standing 8. I'm Paul Fitzgerald. I'm Ben Damon and uh, yeah, this is a very strange combination. I didn't even know these two were such good friends, but uh, the odd couple, Kyle Sanderlands and Jeff Fennick. Gentlemen. It was the groomsman at his wedding. Yeah. That's right. How do you guys know each other? Well, um, I think we met at a charity gig down at Woolloomooloo Wharf the first That's time, wasn't it? Exactly right. It was um, my daughter's were listening to this radio station and this guy, Kyle Sandlin, was saying that he needed somebody to train him and stuff and just coincidental and that I was on the, at the same charity event as Kyle, we got on the boat and as Kyle got on the boat, kind of half tipped, so I said to him, you know. Oh, what an asshole. You know what, the, I noticed <laughs> Jeff because trainer. he's the only guy that was wearing a colourful long sleeve silk Versace shirt and a big <laughs> hip hop diamond necklace. And and I was I was envious. I thought, Jesus Christ! Like that old bloke is pulling off that look really well. Yeah, and the training's gone well. Obviously, you're still at oh, the training. Oh, the training! Scotch finger biscuits I've here today. Say, <laughs> but it's not it's not Jeff's um, expertise that has caused this. It's my lack of showing up the training. Wouldn't you say, Jeff? But let me just say, well, let me just for, say one for thing. How many years? Wait, no, no, no. But when he did train, wow! Well, I'm just going to yep. say this. The reason why he's as successful as he is in everything that he does is when he wants to do something, he done it properly. And we trained, and I love training. I love working with him, but he. He, he worked really hard when he had, when he had to when he, and when he wanted to. Yeah. The most incredible story here is that Kyle Sanderlands was in the corner for a former Australian world champion, Vic Darchinian, for one oh. of his biggest fights in the Vic. US. I didn't know that until yeah. today, but uh, that, that's mind-blowing to well, see. Well, it was my first and only uh, corner. It's a pretty good one to do. I made a, I made a fatal error, Jeff. I, do you want me to tell this story <laughs> or do you want me to tell that story? Well, no, I'll tell the story at the start. I'll just say because um, yeah, Kyle and I were in America and he came obviously to support my team, which he always has, and that's the one thing that I love more than anything about Kyle is his loyalty. He's the most lawless friend that, you know, well, one of my most lawless friends, so I've got a, quite a few. And, uh, but um, he came here and I said, listen, Kyle, um, there's a, a job for you to do while you're in what is it? So I told him that he's going to be the corner for Victor Chin, yeah. which really excited him. And um, Kyle, you can I didn't know what it meant. Right, I just thought I'll be there. I thought I'd get a tracksuit, always ill-fitting the tracksuits on my size body. But anyway, after I bitched and moaned about the ill-fitting tracksuit, I realised I'm the stool guy. So, which sounds shit if you work Important in a hospital. Job, yeah, bad if you're yeah. in a hospital orderly. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, good if you're in the boxing corner. And I just remember, like, the, I'd never been to a boxing match that close. I'd been to a few uh, sort of, you know, you go to events, you sit at a table, you watch people bash shit out of each other. But to be right there in the corner overseas, and it was it was epic. Vic was covered in blood and sweat, and it was and I was like mesmerised by the whole experience. And then when it came time for the everyone to go to their corner, is that what it's called? Yeah, when it was time for the stool to come in <laughs> in between rounds, <laughs> my, my big mate was fucking sitting on it all the time. Stuff the stool, Kyle. You got to put it in the corner, mate. Put it through the ropes. Jeff's turned around. He goes, "The stool, the stool." Brother, and I'm just sitting on it, looking at poor Vic, waiting to sit down. I thought, fuck, I'm sitting on the bastard's <laughs> chair. So eventually the stool got put in. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was, I just thought, oh, this is not for me. Yeah, no, no, did you get blood all over you as well? No, 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 I avoided the blood. Oh, good. After a couple good. of rounds, he was an expert, mate. The stool was in and out with no problems. Yes. Did Vic win the fight? Yeah, of course he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did, has Vic ever not won a fight? Like, no, nah, he's lost a few now. Has he? Yeah. Recently. Oh, well, More recently, yeah. But in those yeah. days, yeah, he was an animal. How did oh. you find the experience, uh, particularly being in the dressing room before the fight and seeing all that build-up, uh, not being a, a boxing person? Well, it was very homoerotic, really. If you were gay bloke and you're in there, like you've got a hard on the whole time. I did, and I'm not even I'm not even gay. So you not as gay it. as Jeff. But you know gay, do, gay does mean happy guys. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But no like it's it's just a different environment. I'm not used to that. Not being a sporting guy, 
I know you look at me and you think athlete, but not really. Uh, in there, it's just a different mentality, but it's good to see someone like in that zone. Um, it's just something I'm not used to. It's I was also blessed in my last fight that I had with Zoom and Nelson Cole came down, was in, in, my, in the dressing room with me the whole time yep. with Shane Ward and us bright. So yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm very, very lucky to have some great law friends and can't thank you enough, my brother. No, mate, mate, it's my pleasure to be there watching you do your thing. Since becoming friends, have you gone back and watched Jeff's fights from back in the day? Because you wouldn't have been a boxing fan in those days. So. I, I've watched, I've, I've known, I've grown up watching, you know, what he did. So th- that was right. just part of Australian culture. Yeah. But have we sat down and watched it? No. Like, you've never invited me around to sit down. You're not that much of a, like, a love me that he goes, come around and watch on the oh, big okay. screen, me, me, me. Well, here's some yeah. more things of me, me, me. Well, there's a theatrette just over here in this very room. Yeah. You, you two can have we a are nice, surrounded by quiet have you seen yeah. the belts and shit the guys got lined up? Like it's, it's I always, it's I've seen them a million times, but just to just to touch them and to to see them, it becomes so much real. And you've featured pretty prominently on this uh, the wall, the photo wall as well, which yeah. uh, I've still brushed from. But thank, um, thank God it was when he was younger, or would have taken would have canceled about thirty or forty <laughs> <Yeah>. other photos. <laughs> uh, hey, he's allowed to do the fat jokes. Like he's the one that shames me into. Like, and then his wife gives me these biscuits here on a plate. Yeah. Listen. No, <laughs> as much as you lose, you put back on when you come round here. Are you going to make a comeback with the training, Kyle? Probably not. Probably not. No, no, I'm 49 now, so in fact, why uh, not? I would love him too, just because um, I think that we need him to be around for a lot longer. So All right, here we yeah. go with the fucking guilty death thing. Again. <laughs> yeah. That's why we got you here, actually, so. <laughs> Are you going to yeah. put me on the spot? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. We're locking you up, you're not out of here. <laughs> Starting train tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, look, look, I'm not opposed to it. I'd like, I, I go on and off thinking maybe I should do something. I've got high blood pressure, triple hernia. Wonder why? Uh, hey, listen, these these are sad moments. For you me. know what hernias are from? It's from carrying excess weight and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's your internal <laughs> organs peeling out through your fucking fat. <laughs> How are you coping with uh, the world we're in at the moment, coronavirus, with everything that you do? You base yourself in the US quite a lot as well, so that's oh, not that's, happening. Yeah, that's been a disappointment. So only because I see the like, because I've got a house and cars and shit over there, so um, I don't like you know spending money on things that I can't enjoy. Um, but it's good to be back here for a while, and it, uh, apart, apart from the. International travel, I'm not really affected by it that much because I'm a bit of a hermit anyway. I like to go to work, go home. I don't like to go out. You don't see me getting around Westfield, you know, lapping up the attention. And while I'm obviously giving Kyler, I've got to give Jackie a rap as well because Jackie has travelled to America with us and been to dinner with us and she's been with you over 20 years now, huh? Yes, amazing, yeah, 20 huh? years. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. 20 years still not ever once put out. A lot of people think that that's happened, but it has not. Hasn't happened? No. Nah. Nah. Doesn't say much for you, Kyle. Well, no, I never went there. I, know, I, I, I think that's what's it's been good. Like a lot of people say, "Oh, you two should have got together." And it's like, like I think that's what the the beauty of the relationship's been. Yeah, it wouldn't have lasted twenty years if. Yeah. Nah, imagine she would have been. Oh, you fucked me, and then this. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, it's not just, for me. Just on that topic for a sec, I heard you say during the week you used to have a sex addiction. Yeah, this is after I this is after I broke up from uh, marriage. Yeah, I think I um, yeah went through a crazy period. Like we, had, me and Ibrahim had some clubs, and like yeah, that's your fault too. Well, we're going to ask that's you your a fault. question. The boys want to <laughs> ask you a couple of questions. Oh yeah, like what? <laughs> so how did you end up with a, a club in Kings Cross? And oh, did, that's Phoenix's fault. Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> said, "Oh, my mate John, you know, knows we're mates and he wants to meet you." So I met John, and got on really well with him. Well, the funny away. thing was that Carl thought. He, I'm just going to go up to the cross. I'm going to open this club, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise that. Oh, I said, listen, mate, you got to go and say hello to a good mate of mine. Now, you know, and, and he's a good, he's a good mate of both of us. Yes, we, we both love him a lot. And um, 
that happened and Kyle Mick John and now the rest is really Oh, history. as a matter of fact, I know you've probably got John coming up soon on this podcast and I was going to tell a story about why me and John had to bail out of one of your daughter's birthday parties early, but I'll let him tell that story. Well, he's told me he's written a lot of things down somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a great story. A scared, I, I told him I was going to say it, and he's like, fuck no, I'm saying that story. So like, we're already arguing over who's telling what story. <laughs> Big but, week in um, radio, Kyle. Alan yeah. Jones announcing that uh, he's retiring. How did yeah. you react to that news? Well, it was weird because it was only like a year ago when Alan was renegotiating his contracts that him and I were having some secret behind-the-scenes chats with each other. Um, because he was dealing with someone that I've dealt with before in management over there. Mm. Um, and I haven't really spoken about this to anyone, but him, Alan and I had um, exchanged a few um, manoeuvres to to get around this particular difficult manager that he was dealing with. Um, and he was very gracious and very nice. And I did sort of think to myself, shit, Alan Jones is asking me for negotiation advice. Yeah. But I am on probably double than he was, so no wonder I'd have gone to me as well and asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. Yeah. That's the way it is. Oh, but I'm so surprised. He must be dying. Something must, yeah, be, something, well, something must be like pretty wrong if he's pulled the pin halfway through. And it will be sad when he, when he, when he leaves because he's, he's such a knowledgeable man. And yeah, he's you know, a lovely bloke. Yeah. What do you think it does for the radio landscape or, or for yourself in particular? Nothing. Yeah? It does nothing to me. We've got very different audiences, so he's got... Um, like he'd have like you know some couriers that fly that drive around that love to hear people whinging, and old people, um, and they're grafted on there. So and then, so they're putting Fordham on there, Ben Fordham, who's not a bad bloke, but a bit of a phony, but an all right bloke, but like a bit of a pretender. He doesn't. He's not his real self yet. He hasn't sort of become his real self broadcaster yet. He's still like, well, I'm Ben Fordham. Lots, likes, likes to yell and fucking carry on, but uh, like he's good. You like Ben, don't you? Yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Ben you like him better than me. Time, Not as no. good as me. Nah, you're. you're, you're yeah, you're like he'd step on. We'd both step and on like Ben's Cole, throat no, to get, get ahead. See, see Cole, you're, like I said, <laughs> just remember this one thing: you're loyal, Cole. If I, yeah, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't throw me under the bus. Ben Not would, you. Ben would throw me under very quickly if you. Oh, Ben does. Ben has. Yeah. Ben's has, thrown everyone correct. he knows under the bus. Ben, so ben will go out looking for a bit of your audience, won't he? He'll he'll sort of shift to a younger demographic. Who's going to fucking go from my show over to Ben's show? No, I went on his show in the afternoon only a couple of months ago um, about some stupid thing I was promoting, can't even remember, and he gave me a pie and it was like, and he goes, oh, have a pie, and he kept mentioning the name of the pie. It's like some little pie shop and I thought, fuck, this is like some local pie shop he's sponsoring or something. And we've got Scotch Finger here. Yeah, we've got Scotch Finger. We get no money yeah. off that. No. no. Arnott should pay for this podcast, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Bloody, no substitute to quality. That's Arnott's uh, yeah, logo. that's right. But Ben gave me this pie and it was all it was all wet like a microwave, sort of floppy. And I said, oh, it's like an old man's penis. And I said it on 2GB. And he was outraged. He was like, oh, how dare you speak like, oh, I can't believe. It was all feigned outrage. It wasn't even real. <laughs> and I thought, wow, you can't. I was like, all your listeners would have limp penises. So what is the, and he just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe I was saying it. So, but. Like he just needs so there's no way he's going to get into my audience. My yours audience is, love a bit of filth. Yeah, yours is a very different show. I actually read the news on your show for two weeks. Yes. back in 2010 <laughs> or something. Um, you, you didn't want to stay. No, was it just to fill in. Yeah, just to fill in. Uh, I, I think I took another job or something happened. But um, I, I, the first time I read a bulletin, I came out the back of it, and you yeah. said um, the first thing you ever said to me on air. I think you went. So is it 
Blokes or chicks? Oh, I asked so I was like, straight oh, away. That's the highbrow. Ah, I think he liked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this was great. Oh, no, it's, no, the oh, next oh, thing before I did him say, was gay. Why are you interested? He said yes. Yeah. So I like to have gay news readers usually. Because we've got Jackie, we've got me. It's like, you know, for the straight men. And it's good to have a third wheel, which is, you know, a gay wheel. Or a black wheel or an Asian wheel or just some sort of different society member, you know? We like to, like, include everyone in our show. Yeah, nice. Ben is just mainly white, old whinges. And couriers. And couriers. Yeah. That's the truth. I want to ask you a question because, like, I've known you for a long, long time now. And like I said, the thing that I loved the most about you was your honesty and how you just would say things. And it's got you in a lot of trouble now Mm. uh, as the years have gone. Yeah. Do you think that... You've changed? you think fame and fortune has changed you? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm the same person, really. Like, I don't really get off on it. I don't, I don't get off on it. Like, I, I get myself lots of nice things, but um, that just doesn't really make you happy. So I think I'm just a bit – I think I'm the same person. Like, I'm still quite giving and generous, still a soft touch to people, still get robbed every now and then. Like and a lot of the nicest people that have money out there do get robbed quite a lot. You know, you loan something to someone, you do this, or you invest in something, and then some fuckwit fucks you over in the background. And thinks, oh, you'll be right, you got plenty. But you know, it's it's a uh, it pisses me off when that does happen, and it's happened quite a few times. As I know, and it's happened to you too, Jeff. Yeah, many but it's times. Yeah, that's all part and parcel of living and learning. I think I've done that now. Oh, well, so. you're handling it way better than I am. Yeah, I've yeah. got fucking hits out on people. No. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, Jeff, you're in a good position to comment. Do you think fame and fortune has changed Kyle? You know him as well as, uh, well, better than mm-hmm. we do. Don't forget the, the how loyal you are to yeah, him. Yeah. No, 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 I honestly, I honestly think fame and fortune changes everybody. I don't care what Kyle says. I, it changed me. I used to always say I'm still the same person. But it's impossible to be the same person when you have fame, when you have fortune, when you can buy what you want. You, you just, yeah, you treat people a little differently than you used to when you, you know, you're, yeah, so I'm, I look I think Cole's changed, but I think... You still hang around all your fucking scab mates from Marrickville. Yeah, but yeah, but I still think that, And yeah. some of them are not even that good of mates. Yeah, but you're, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Them. Yeah, some but like I said, I just think that, like I said, I, I kind of have this... It's that fame and fortune changes everybody. So that's a long version of yes. It's changed well, you. No, I don't... Do you think it's changed me? Oh, of course it's... Well, I mean, well, well, like what? Name well, three to, things. Well not, well, not to me. You're, you're... The way you treat me, but I'm just... Like, you know, yeah, I'm sure that... Yeah, you know, now that you can have whatever you want, whenever you want, and you can tell people to get fucked if you only don't, <laughs> whenever you, it, of course that means just change. You wouldn't, I mean, although I, I know told you everyone to get fucked in when I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. He did do what I'm just, you know. Yeah. Don't forget, I was a homeless child. I don't know if you guys have heard. I've only mentioned it 9,000 times in my career. And written <laughs> That's a book why I don't it. believe him. Every article about it. You don't believe it? No, I don't, mate. I don't believe him. <laughs> I've heard, I don't believe he was homeless at all. I haven't listened what to What an asshole. I, I haven't listened to a great deal of your show. But you, oh, well, thanks for your yeah, thanks thanks <laughs> You haven't watched much of my stuff either. But what do thought. you even do? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, tell us about the homeless thing. I, I, I knew that was. Oh, well, I'll just paraphrase it. I was. Um, like a 15-year-old kid, mum had, um, and father had divorced. Uh, he, he was a bit of an alco and a bit violent back in when, when I was a little kid. And then mum married the one-eyed fucking fire chief that lived across the road that was dad's best friend, so you can just tell that didn't go down <laughs> well with everyone. Um, and the one-eye becomes, like, not that big of a problem until, like, you've got your friend over for the first time and, you know, he finds your, your stepfather's eye in his mashed potato while he's over eating dinner. <laughs> 
Like, and my stepfather thought that was hilarious, and I was mortified and never had a friend over again. So lots of those little weird things. And then they went away on a bus trip, um, my mum and stepfather, and my friends were like, the party's at your place. And I was like, fuck no. Like, my parents are super strict and didn't really want to get involved like that. Um, but peer group pressure and being a soft, softy um, party was at my place. But then there was some flood in um, New South, northern New South Wales and the bus trip got cancelled, so they came home in the middle of the party and I was out in the stepfather's Kingswood with about six mates and there's people rooting in my parents' bed and there was hundreds of kids there and alcohol and smoke. It was just, what you know, it's typical Corey Worthington yeah, sort of party. Yeah. But your mum comes home and the stepfather, who was super strict, like he was a monster, um, he came home in the middle of it and then uh, all hell broke loose and I was kicked out that night and, that, and never went back. Oh, so wow. I just lived on the street for about a year. Well, bounced from friends to friends' place for a couple of weeks and then um, sort of made made um, a little house for myself at the back of a little convenience store down in uh, the local shops. That was fun. Yeah. How do you go from being homeless to having the number one FM radio show for... That sucked a lot of dick. No, 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 no. Uh, I went to live at my auntie's place in Townsville, <laughs> like about maybe 10 months I was on the street, really, in total. And then my auntie sort of went to live with her in Townsville and then... Um, she was a nurse, so she's sort of strict but soft, you know, caring but, like, no-nonsense sort of a... And I needed that sort of no-nonsense after being wild for 10 months. And um, she knew that... Because at night time when I was homeless, I could hear the speaker in the in the shop playing the radio, so that's the only entertainment I got as a mm. kid was late at night when everything was quiet. I could hear, like, the, the nighttime music show. Yeah. So I used to love that, Um and I'd live, I'd, I'd live for that. And then during the day, I'd hear nothing because, you know, too much noise. And when I went to Townsville, there was like a hokey little radio station. You can imagine the one station town radio station in Townsville. And I was ironing my auntie's um, work in um, nurses' uniforms because I was a slave as well as living there. And um, I was sort of telling her, oh, this station's shit. They should do this. They should do that just based off what listening to the, the Brisbane radio station at night. Yeah. And she said, oh, maybe you're interested because they, they were always thinking, maybe you should be a carpenter. Maybe you should go to the army. Oh, maybe you should get a trade. Oh, do you want to sell cars for a living? All these sort of, like, she was trying to come up with a job for me. Yeah. And she realised, oh, you're interested in something. Radio, maybe you can go and work there. And I was like, oh, you can't just go and get a job in radio. You, you don't just show up and, and get a job like that. Then a few weeks later, there was a casual position for, like, one of those guys to drive the cars around. Mm -hmm. So I took that job. I went for that job, sorry, I was only 16 at this stage, didn't have a driver's licence, so I realised halfway through, oh, fuck, I'm not going to get this. And the fat chick that was um, um, interviewing me, she was not interested. So in true homeless rat cunning style, I went straight into a lie and said, oh, I've worked at this radio station in Brisbane before, just made up a lie that I'd yeah. driven the cars and, you know, I know how to do this job. And instantly she was like, oh, oh, you've already done it before. The job's yours. So I had to go up to the office and fill in the forms and they wanted my driver's licence and I, I thought, oh, I, didn't, I hadn't thought that far ahead that I might have to show proof that I had a licence. Yeah. And I said I didn't have it on me and I'd bring it back in and anyway, I never, that, that, um, that lady in the office never asked me for the licence again and I drove the radio station car around giving away freebies um, for about eight months with no licence as a 16-year-old <laughs> kid in Townsville. And had to hit it, hide it from my auntie for a while, but she eventually found out before I got my licence that I was um, driving unlicensed. Yeah. Confronted me about it. 
And um, I said, and it was a big fight in the front yard. And she goes, I forbid it. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going back. I'm going to be homeless again. This is the only thing I'm interested in. And she said that she would turn a blind eye. She said, but if you kill someone, you're on your own. Yeah. And that's never ever has anyone said a more loving thing to me. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most loving memory of a family member. Carl, I want to ask you something. So you've been in the... Industry for so long. Yeah. What do you honestly, you yourself, what do you honestly believe is the secret to success? Why has it been so successful? What do you believe? I just think, um, I think it's a, a combination of a few things. I think um, working with Jackie's good because she was already quite successful when I joined her and it was a national kids countdown. And we were on there for like four or five years and then we went to National Drive in the afternoon. Um, and then um, I forced the radio management at the time because the rest of the station was shit. The morning crew had left and, you know, there was some comedians on in the morning. And um, we were the only number one show on, on the Today FM at that stage. And I said to Jackie, you know, we're going to force our way into breakfast because that's where the big money is. Like, that's where the multi-million dollars are if you're number one. And she was always a bit nervous. Like, Jackie was always happy to be doing well, but... She didn't have that drive for the money that I had. Like I was, a, and it wasn't coming from a greed thing. I just thought, am I going to be doing a kids countdown when I'm fifty? Like I'm forty nine now. I can't imagine me doing the, you know, the top thirty. I can't imagine it. Yeah. So we needed to sort of move time slots. So I think there was a, a bit of luck. Other people had sort of done their tenure and they were sort of wrapping up their career, and we we're in the right spot. And what I truly believe is the success beyond the breakfast show is that people that used to listen to me as teenagers during the Hot 30 countdown are now in their mid-20s or, or early 30s going to work. And, like, so we've grown up with them. So we've been there their whole teenage years and now we're there when they go to work in the morning. Mm. So I think it's a lot of luck. Um, and the show's been good. Like, what am I? What am I? What, what number, uh, Bruno was telling me this. My manager Bruno is off camera and off mic because he's not that important. Um <laughs> And Bruno, you were telling me I'm the what number highest paid radio announcer in the world? Number what? Uh, I think fourth, perhaps. Number four in the oh, world. Wow. So that's fucked because, like, I don't know what's what he's doing as a manager, but <laughs> if he's happy with fourth, <laughs> like, you don't even have a place on a podium with fourth. <laughs> um, so it's still a bit to go as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Interesting well, the parallel. World's a big place. Interesting parallel there because. Obviously, the story of Jeff is uh, well known that when he was a directionless teenager, yeah. found Newtown Police Boys and Boxing, yeah. um, you found radio. Where do you think you'd be if you, you hadn't found that direction yeah. at that point? Where would you be now? Would you be... Dead or in prison, yeah. probably, like a lot of my other friends were back then. I bet some of your friends were dead and in oh, prison. Yeah, I think about it all the time. Um, if I, I never think about mine. Well, no, and I, and I, you know, sometimes when I go to Maryville, I'm, I'm around someone, I see some friends that I... That I knew when I was young, and I looked at them. Wow, look at you because know, they have done drugs and stuff all their yeah. life. They look terrible. They look. I'd rather be dead than look like some of them. You know, I yeah. feel really sorry for them. But I was blessed. I found them. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, but you got you got to try, right? Like yeah, you, you, I, to have a will to get out of a shit life. You have the drive. Yeah, and you got to have the luck, the opportunity. Like if I didn't have my auntie, wouldn't have happened. If you didn't have Police Boys Club, who I knows what would have happened? If you know? It wasn't for Johnny Lewis, so you know, you know, who knows what I would have done? Yeah. That the bloke who that, that's 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 the main founder. You reckon you you contribute your success mainly to him? Yeah, like, I mean, um, yeah, he he just taught me so much. He, well, he was the guy who would set me these goals and t- he had this crazy belief and told me that I could do these things that 
I've never boxed in my life. And like you told me, you can be, you know, anything. Australia, yeah, you can You're do the this. Best. And all of a sudden, uh, these things started to happen. So um, it was like that. Yeah, he hypnotised me. Whatever yeah, he said, right. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I get that. Whatever he said, I believed. You know, if he told me that that I could, you know, run from here to Melbourne in in in, in a day, I would, I would do yeah, it. Yeah. I, I believed I could do it. It's amazing. I didn't have anyone like that that I can like. My auntie was good to sort of point the direction of radio, but um. <coughs> Sorry, Corona. <coughs> you guys have all got it now. Um, no, you're joking. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the so, but the auntie was good to point me off. But I didn't. I'd like. I didn't have anyone there, sort of like Jeff did, sort of pointing in the right direction. I, I just sort of did it. And my first, my first ten years was was like pitiful money, and like you know, I never. My, my dream was to maybe be good enough to be at the Gold Coast one day. That was the dream. So I didn't. I didn't really have the grandiose. Dream. I would have loved to have had a, like a coach on the side, you know, telling me I can do this, I can do that. So yeah, you're homeless. Number one radio breakfast um, FM show. Then you're hanging out with Snoop Dogg and all yeah, these A-listers yeah, yeah. in, in America. <laughs> how did you How did you meet Snoop and how did all that sort of come about? Um, so I th- my wife was doing a song with Snoop the first time I met Snoop, um, and she was like half Lebo, half white. And then he's like, and I think he was a bit taken by the oh, this is white girl, and then. She had a full fight with um, Nate Dog. Remember Nate Dog with Warren the white, Jay, yeah, Nate yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. White, Nate Dog walked in and had a, and said, "Who, who are these white bitches?" Blah blah blah. And she said, "Who the fuck are you calling the white bitch?" And then, and I thought, "Oh no!" And then he put a big, big bag down on the floor, and one of my mates said, "Hey, that bag's full of automatic weapons." And I, here's my wife screaming at him, you know, you black this, you think you can tell me white, like... Remote control cars and stuff he's talking about. <laughs> no, I'm talking about <laughs> automatic weapons. <laughs> I shit myself. Yeah. Anyway, and I thought, oh, you know, as a husband, you should go to the defence of your wife, but there's 16 full gang members standing in Snoop's dog's place in um, uh, Irvine in California, not like the yuppiest place. And she's screaming at Nate Dog, and there's a bag of automatic weapons on the ground. And I was like, mm. "See you later tomorrow." Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> What's the stage left, Snagglepuss? I'm not sure what to do. Anyway, it calmed down. Snoop got involved, um, and then uh, anyway, then Nate Dog and her did a song together. So they all went off. So they, I just let that ride, and that just sort of worked out well. And Snoop and I went into Snoop's little green hallway, which got little couches in it. And then he said to me. I'm going to teach you something Tupac told me, or taught me. And I was so stoned on weed. Um, anyway, he taught me how to roll a joint, a, a blunt, which I didn't know. A joint's one thing, but he taught me how to roll a blunt because um, he was taught by Tupac. And then he's got such long fingers, and I was so whacked. And he, the way he was doing it with his fingers, and they were so long, and he went, he showed me the blunt, and he goes, now you know how to do it. But I still to this day can't do a blunt. <laughs> Did you see the video of Snoop? I think he's struggling with um, lockdown at the moment. He was in the back of his car filming himself listening no, to the Frozen soundtrack. No, oh, yeah. those kids. <laughs> what have they done to him? You know, at one stage, you know how we, we have like little garden sheds that yeah. in the backyard we put mowers in, you know, the yeah, aluminium yeah. things? At one stage he was sitting there. He had to, His wife would make him sit out there. He had a big screen TV and a couch. He'd sit out there smoking weed in one of those aluminium sheds. Yeah, right. That's the life. And I thought, fuck, this is Snoop Dogg. Yeah. In a mower shed, <laughs> smoking weed at his own home. I, I felt for him. Were you two passing notes? Passing uh, notes. Yeah, or do you like me, Tick here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who's the most famous person you've ever slept with? 
I'll convince that for him. I'll convince that for him. Without doubt, he's going to say himself when he masturbates. Without doubt, that's his answer. <laughs> well, look, there's been quite a list, uh, and I don't, I don't tell the list, but I will say that I had, I did knock back um, a date with a Vin, with who was she? That old supermodel, Linda. Uh, no, <laughs> not Janice Dickinson. <laughs> Uh, oh, Linda Evangelista! I said oh, really? no to a date. Didn't really like. She was like that. Was like nothing. Like, not not thinking I'm greater than her. On, on what just, grounds did you know? Who I was, was already dating oh, someone right, at the right. time. Yeah, it wasn't loyalty. Oh, that's yeah. never stopped you before. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I was, I was dating someone back then. It was only fresh. So yeah, but she didn't try and have sex with me. Mind you, she just asked someone to catch up yeah. after a bite after the show for a bite to eat. Oh, but yeah, normal. She looks at you. You think you need my toy? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't this big back then. But there's been, yeah, there's been. Uh, you know, like the good thing is you get these people are the loneliest people in the world that don't get approached. Supermodels, actresses, singers, yeah, the people that you think, oh, well, you know, you'd never be able to fucking ask her out on a date. No one asks them on a date. Yeah, no one ever. Everyone thinks that. So then I'm in a room for him for an hour. And they think, oh, he's funny. Oh, he's this, he's that. And then you know, yeah, I'll um, I've gone there many times. And a few of our dinners in Argos in LA, we met a, a lot of people. Yes, in those. Co- yeah, co- oh mate, yeah. I loved Argos. Yes, yeah. Do you still go to Argos? Uh, I still go there, but my friend that used to run it, Paul, he's not there anymore. So it's a little little change. But right. I still go there, just out of loyalty, the loyalty factor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, Did we had many meals at Argos. You introduced him to Tyson, is it? Yeah, yeah, Mike Tyson. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah right. Dinner there with yeah. Mike. Yeah. How was that experience? Yeah, great. Well, I was fucking trying to figure out what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he didn't <laughs> ever like say that. a lot. But like, he didn't say a lot back yeah. then. Like, he'd hardly say anything. I think he might have been even, like, you know, like I've got total respect for the guy, but like, he didn't say much as a He might have been a bit yeah. intimidated by the size of the great, <laughs> the, the, the great white hope. Oh, the great white dope here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the great white hope. But he, but now Tyson, he can't – now he talks and talks. Like, the Tyson's telling some of the greatest stories ever yeah. told now. Yeah. What happens when you guys go out? Because Jeff, Jeff loves his red wine and you're not much of a drinker, Kyle. I don't what? drink. Yeah, no, well, we sit down, we have a meal, we have a laugh. Like, it's not all about the – like, Jeff – I've never seen Jeff drunk or anything like that. He's it's always, like, you know <laughs> – We haven't no, been never. here for the last <laughs> – <laughs> well, I, I, we had a, yeah. I've never yeah. seen him blind. Yeah, back in those days, I – yeah. And like I said, as, as lawless as I've met – don't see Kyle a lot, but like I said, because I need him, he's here now. But back in those days, Kyle's, I was, I was not as kind of didn't drink as much. So now I've got friends like Ben Damon and my mate down the back. This Kiwi guy down the back there. Oh, we had a, Kiwi! We had, oh, he'll yeah, fucking had, throw us under the bus. We had a feed and a, a drink the other night, and none of them know. None of them remember leaving the house. None of them remember any. But anyway, it was a good time. We we're, were um, very, very blessed. You mentioned we mentioned Tyson there briefly. Um, I know Carl's here, but uh, a lot of talk about Mike Tyson this week. Jeff, have you spoken to to Mike or to anyone to to his um, wife or anyone about what's going on? Just. Yeah, with with Kiki, we um, send a little yep. email just to see how things are going. But um, yeah, to be honest, it's he's the biggest name in yeah. sports still. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know how many million hits and things these things that he's done have had. The little bit of pad and, work, that and he now he's started. Now Vander Holyfield started doing a bit of training, and somebody else started doing the training. It's, it's just crazy. I mean, um, yeah. if if that happens, I mean, because like, I mean, the shit they were talking about, Sonny Bill Williams and Paul yeah. Gallum, which, which it was, was a pretty annoying is, couple of weeks well, for, for and people for me like too, you and I, I yeah. dealing with all but that. 
to me, it was just disrespectful to the sport. Yeah. For those guys to say, oh, I'd like to see what it's like. If you like to see what, if those guys want to see what anybody it's like, just that young Brock punch you in the face once and let me guarantee you that yeah, he's like <laughs> 60 kids, he'll knock him out. I yeah. mean, you know, I want to see what Mike Tyson hits like. It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy mm. statement. Oh, yeah. you saw that video. No one wants to be hit by Tyson ever. No. That's like being hit with a fucking power pole. Baseball bat. Yeah. 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 I was that getting re- flinches just watching the video. Carl, just being, that reminds me very much of you when I used to hold the pads with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, know, you laugh, but he's not joking. Yeah, that, hey, I'm too right, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, oh, you are joking. <laughs> no, no, you lied. No, you lied I'm not joking. Then. I'm saying how... You yeah. fucking lied to me oh, back then. Oh, I lied to keep you lied to you. Understandable. Understandable. Nah, no, but I'm just like I said, Cole trained really hard. I'm saying, yeah, when you see Mike doing this stuff and then you hear, you know, like I said, I had maybe... 20 interviews and wow, yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't even do them, but I just wanted to do them just to just to let them know what, what yeah. a joke it was. And obviously, in the climate we're in at the moment, people but, are desperate for yeah, something to talk about, even, so it went even further. And obviously, Mike Tyson's not coming to Australia. And even my friend who, who put the story out there, Brian Armature, he's my great friend. I mean, Brian, I mean, you've offered up first was a half a million, then a million. He's not even getting. 20-odd million to do an exhibition with, with somebody. I mean, you know, what, I don't know what, what they're on. Yeah. I don't know that stuff. Yeah, he's, not, he's not coming to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not coming to Australia. He's not no, fighting them. But no. what, what, are you, what is he going to do um, as far as you know? What, he's what going to make a shitload of money out of weed and he's going he's to wow, sell himself well, to the well, highest. Let me just fortune, say something. His, his wife, uh, Kiki, is such an amazing person. She's our great friend. But yeah, she's very switched what, on. What too. she's done and the transformation. Look, look, like I said, I left Vegas one day thinking that he was going to be dead and, you know, you, you look at his career, and you, that roller coaster that he's ridden, and at the moment he's, he's as high as in, as high as anybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, he's like I said, and while we were there, some of the projects and some of the property and land they've brought to to put entertainment and for things for people to do, it's just crazy. And I mean, I take my hat off to him because yeah, he's got to sit down and want to do, it and he's listened to his wife. And he's got a plan yeah, now, you know, yeah, a proper a, yeah. strategy strategy sort of plan. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, um, apparently them. The money they're making from from the from the ranch is is crazy, and his podcast and and look, if he's going to box an exhibition, like there, there's rumours, it's something like twenty odd million mm. from you know and, uh, that's crazy, you know. Wow. Do you think Tyson Holyfield three as an exhibition happens or? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Oh, look, you know, um, if it happened, it would have to be really choreographed. I mean, because I, I yeah. don't think both guys would want to get hurt at this age and take that risk. And um, I don't think that <clears throat> the the sport of boxing and with brain injuries and everything else that's happening that we talk about today, I think it shouldn't be allowed. If that was if it was going to be a real fight, I don't think it should be allowed at that those age. Those two blokes wouldn't be able to go oh, easy, no they? way. Given yeah. the rivalry between them, I know they've made up and yeah. they're friends now. Yeah. But once they got in there, oh, so even wow. if they were wearing big gloves wow. and big gear, or yeah, I think Mike would like is this. Is this a sports yeah. podcast yeah. I'm on? <laughs> How come I'm here? I don't know. One of the greatest <laughs> no, athletes. Sports podcast. I don't know. One of the greatest <laughs> athletes. I'm sitting here wondering what the fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> no, he's, no. Yeah, he's no, in the, he's in the closet for more, more reasons than one, this guy. I've never got sport. I've always thought, why do blokes sit around drinking large beers, watching other men run around in little shorts on the grass? I was like, that's not, that's not for me. But you guys, are, you, you guys are all the types that like watching other men run what, around on the grass. What about when you were at the boxing, though? Did you enjoy what was I, going I, I on was there? Only, or did yeah, you find it fascinating? Or you'd... I only enjoyed it because I was right there getting sweated on and I'm sitting on the stool. If I was yeah. up the back there, I'd be like, what's this fucking shit? Mm. <laughs> like, I suppose like, maybe I just never followed any teams. I was team me the whole time because I didn't have any other choice. 
Yeah. Maybe that's and I moved from place to place. Maybe that's why I never followed a football team. But I know everyone else does. Well, I just why don't found you get it on the Pop Jarvis journey with um, Jeff Phoenix protege, who's uh, upcoming in Australian boxing. You could, Too much you commitment. Like, like Brock's going to be like Brock's a star now. Like as if he's not going to be a legend. Well, but I'll understand. have to be. I'll have to follow him from the lounge room. I can't be committed to fucking flying around the world holding some boy's chair. <laughs> I've got my own shit to do. Tell but I love the kid. He's it's amazing. Bad chair to hold. You see the the girls look at this kid. He's like, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. But what am I supposed to do? Get that fucking kid's cast offs? No, that's too humiliating for me. Oh. <laughs> too humiliating for an old man like me. Yeah. I've settled right down these days. What's um. What's the story you know about Jeff Fennick that nobody else knows? You guys been out or, or, or something that other people might not know? Well, I won't say when we stole that car because that'll <laughs> fucking get us. Uh, another story. Well, hmm. I want to ask you. No, I'm thinking I, I of these stories. I can't say that. Have you got a story? No, no, forget stories. Carl, what is it that attracts you or our, that keeps our friendship <laughs> the way it's been? Well, because, uh, you know what, uh, the, and this is the, the, the same with all my close friends, um, there's a no-nonsense, like it's a, it's a mutual respect, it's humour, it's loyalty, it's being honest with each other, it's even saying what you think without the fear of being, um, you know, outcast or shunned upon, but also respecting each other's, you know, as an individual and what each other's done um, that's the sort of thing that, that that's what I really like about Jeff. Like I, I knew who Jeff was my whole life, but I never thought that I'd be become one of his great friends. I never thought that you know, oh, one day Jeff's going to be one of my groomsmen at my wedding, which he was. Could be another one. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, for, yeah, no, I can't just change that. But what do you think I'm going to have? Like, oh, sorry, you're at the last one. Yeah. You're going to be able to be another one. But um, that's what I love. I love that that he's a champion in every true sense of the word, not just his abilities um, in boxing, but as a friend, as someone who tells me what he actually truly thinks. And I've never known anyone to be able to get as much free high-end red wine. <laughs> Fuck knows where he gets it from. But I shouldn't even mention We might, might beep that out in case that fucking cuts off everyone's supply. <laughs> I think we're good. There's a room of it over there. <laughs> uh, but just look around this room here. There's like, there's... You know, he's the only other person I know except for me and Johnny and Paris Hilton and the Kardashians that have so many self-portraits of themselves as wonderful human beings. Oh, Queen Elizabeth's got that shit going, <laughs> but not many of it. And these are all things that have been given to us. Like, we're not fucking asking, oh, can you paint me for the Archibald Prize? No, I'd never ask that. But people do that sort of thing to Jeff, me, the, and th that's the sort of same group of friends I've got. I, like, when I went into Paris Hilton's house for the first time, um, I went to... Oh, it's a fucking whole new story. I can tell it now because I went into her bedroom, right? So me and Paris are in her bedroom. For how long? Oh, no, it wasn't one of those. It was a party going on. <laughs> you know me, I'm not there I'm for a long time. <laughs> and, out, and guess who pops out of the uh, closet? Thorpey. And I'm not fucking... This isn't a gay joke. Thorpey came out of the closet, literally at the Hilton's place. And I went, what are you doing hiding in the closet, Thorpey? There's a party there. So, um, but he might have been admiring the shoes. Who knows what he was doing? Um, but they're the sort of people that you... That you yeah, this is a true story. It was a party. Was so the hand hand said it was a party. But well, yeah, you fucking think of it. I don't know what sort of parties <laughs> you go to. So, uh, you know, so the bathroom was full and the closet was obviously full of people. There was, he just happened to pop out and I thought it was hilarious. 
but she's got cushions of herself on her own bed yeah. with her face on it. Now, a lot of people would think, fuck, well, that's a real love me. Yeah. I even thought that, right? But then, because oh, I didn't have anything like that. And then you don't Now I've got that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that shit myself. Yeah, you needed that big king-size yeah. bed. That's all <laughs> of good. course, of course. Do you have cushions with you? Not no. cushions in my face, but no. there's paintings like Jeff's got here and yeah. like she's got like awards and shit. I've got the same sort of stuff, but radio rubbish and TV rubbish. Not like sporting memorabilia, that which sells for fucking big money online. Like I don't see many radio memorabilia selling for anything online. It's not a big market, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's very niche. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's it. We've run out of fucking fun, have we? That's it, yeah. Oh, what? How long does this go for? As long as it goes. Yeah. How long has it been Still going Paul for now? that's enough. 45 minutes. Yeah, is that plenty. it? Yeah, it's plenty. Unless you've got something else for us. What do you got? Oh, something exciting you're know. working on or anything coming up that... No, nothing that you guys are interested in. Just like the only, the only, the only no, time no, it's no, coming no. up for calls if it takes that Viagra, brother. <laughs> I can't take that high blood pressure. Kill me. Well, I've got you something different. Don't worry. What are you... No, I can't have the oh, fucking... Right. That other jelly shit that you... Nah, it's a new one. What is it? That's it. It won't ruin my blood pressure. It, it will work for you, brother. Yeah, but will it? Will it? Will I have a stroke well, because of the blood him. pressure? I just say the other day, Susie... Because I don't want to have a get a hard on and then spend the rest of my life in a fucking wheelchair dribbling out the right side of my mouth. Viagra upstairs in my room. Yeah. She threw it down the toilet now the fucking seat won't go down. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, I want to ask you a quick question. Listen, come on, I want to ask you. Just a couple of questions I want to ask you. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, Jack, Jack's dad, had three children, Snap, yeah. Crackle, and... Pop? I said Jack's dad had three children, Carl, Snap, Crackle, and... Well, I don't know. What, what Jack, of course... Jack's dad is fucking maths equation. <laughs> 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 just, 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 just testing you out, mate. I feel like I'm out of my head. <laughs> what is Y-E-S, Bill Cole? What is what? Y-E-S. Yes. Put an E in front of what is now. Yes. Yes. No, it's always. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, don't I don't know how you got this job, I'm not sure how you got this job. I'm not here on education. <laughs> I didn't finish year 10, brother. Even Jackie, she finished year 10 twice and still failed. So we're not the education station, no. that's for sure. So, Kyle, can we get you to Brock Jarvis' next fight? Next fight? Do you want to do the, do the stool? When is it? Oh, well, I don't know. It still depends where I am. This is what I do. Yeah. I commit to things. No, no. If, if, if you're here, and then I'll, I'll be fucking in the Swiss Alps somewhere skiing, and someone will go, "Oh, tomorrow you've got to be yeah. at fucking Marryfield with someone's <laughs> fucking someone's fight." Yeah. Oh. But I'm I'm behind Brock the whole hundred percent. The kid's a weapon. Have you seen him skip? I know that doesn't sound very threatening. That doesn't sound threatening. Wait, have wait, 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 have you seen Cole skip? No. Well, you won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can bet on that. Unless I'm skip running to be on the Mr. Whippy truck. Anyway, Cole, I just want to just say, listen, I love you, you're my brother, and thank you so much for doing oh, this for me. You're very welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. See you, sure. fellas. Thanks See for you, having mate. me. Cheers, Thanks, Carl. Bye. Thank you.